you're a huge step ahead of a lot of other people who never admit that they have problems with money when nearly everyone has problems with money, especially people that think they don't have problems with money. Like money is an incredibly emotional issue that we pretend is not because we assign so much other baggage to it with like, Oh, my self-worth isn't with money. And I was just doing a quick uh, search and it's like, people will talk more about their weight issues than they will talk about money. And so it's something we never talk about, (laughs) which makes it so much harder. ADHD Rewired episode 288. This is the podcast for those of us with really good intentions and a slightly wandering attention. I'm Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker by training and a coach by design. I'm your host and I have ADHD. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community. We are wired for connection and you are not alone. Go to ADHDrewired.com to learn how you can join us in our free secret Facebook group. Get additional resources for every episode, including links to any resources we mentioned on today's show you can support us on patreon sign up for our email newsletter you can request podcast postcards to distribute to your clients and support groups and you can learn all about our intensive online video-based coaching and accountability groups you can do all of this at our website adhdrewired.com we know that starting is the hardest part so let's get started Welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. We have another mastermind session today. Today is our first mastermind session with the admin from ARC 17. ARC is ADHD Rewired Coaching, the 17th season. So uh, we have today, uh, who is going to be in the hot seat? We have Aggie. Say hi, Aggie. Hi. And we have Will. What's up? What's going on, man? We have Roxy. Hello. And a new admin, we have Emily from Hawaii. Que lo que? I have no <laughs> idea what I just said. I could have you could have just tricked me just saying something really mean. That's how Dominicans say what's up. What's up? All <laughs> right. So uh, Aggie has uh, uh, questions and wants some help around uh, things regarding finances. So uh, Aggie, why don't you uh, just kick it off for us and share with us um, how we can help you? Okay. So um, finances have forever been something that was overwhelming, Um something just beyond my knowledge kind of in my family um, as well as just then I've taken that on as my story and it really has ended up affecting my ability to be self-confident in these bigger decisions that I'm making for my life. And I was okay with not being as in control as I want to be now. And I want to set up my life for success. And so looking at my finances differently has been a step in my journey. Um, and with my ADHD specifically, um, as well as, um, I guess mental health and quality of life. And now that I'm able to look at it differently, um, it's like, I feel like I know all the things that I need to do, but with my ADHD, I know now that the action piece and planning and all of that, the overwhelm is the part that I need to focus on. So it does sound easy and I do kind of know 
all the things that need to happen, but that doesn't mean that I'm able to do them after 35 years of not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, so, so let me just, let me ask <laughs> you jump in here um, uh, to ask you, you said you kind of know what needs to happen. Tell us what needs to happen. Well, before I was going through all these budgeting and I was going to take a budget class. And now that I've joined ARC, um, I started to reach out for support, realizing that I needed support in these areas that me trying to figure it out on my own and it not working was just making everything harder for me. So things like um, nutrition, coaching, um, I've, I've gotten support in these other areas and with health and let, 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 me, wanted, let me, let me focus the question here. Uh, okay. So, yeah. the, so you said that you know what needs to happen in terms of finances. And then you said that, uh, you, um, <laughs> you were going to take a budgeting class and then you went down some rabbit hole, come back from the point where you, uh, okay, uh okay. <laughs> so I, so in the past I was trying to do all of these things to kind of stress myself out about money as opposed to get the support in the areas that I need, like I'm 35 and during one of our masterminds for um, our, our coaching groups, this section, someone also brought up budget and the idea of, I've never really know, you know, just being shining light on the shame that I have never really had a good idea of money and finances. And it's taken me a long, a long time to even say that. All right, let me, let me ask a clarification question. When you say you know what needs to happen, is it that is it that you know that you need to learn how to budget or that you know you need to do the budget and you do know how to do it, you're just not doing it? Um, that I would like actually like some sort of, I would like to find a financial advisor to help me and have ongoing support so that I can make good financial decisions and I'm not in any debt. I don't want to be in debt. I want to be set up so that I don't, one day have this tragic money situation that I could have prevented with some help. And my mom's way of doing everything is not going to be the same as mine. And so us trying the same thing over and over again is not working and it's only hurting our relationship. And um, my dad passed away when I was 18. So when I was supposed to be learning about money, I was going through all this emotional like struggle and grief or whatever version that I could. And so for so long, I beat myself up about not knowing how to handle money. But then I realized that I was going through a whole bunch of other shit and my brain could not take that on. And so now I'm at the point of like, okay, that's okay. But there's still layers that are affected by that. But literally, it keeps going back to, you know, wanting to feel like I know where I'm even at. Um, and, and I have financial support and family money of inheritance. And my family comes at it with, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, I want to be prepared as well as make choices for myself now, knowing what I do know about myself and like what I need to support myself and that maybe my jobs weren't able to do that in this way. And I wanted to explore other ways that I could financially support myself so that I can have like 
a quality of life that is better than what has been happening okay in the past Let, let's uh, let's uh, let will kind of jump in here and i think that i i think if anyone who could also probably relate to some of this stuff based on some oh of the nuances gosh. will is the guy uh he, he shared when he was on uh, in, the, in the hot seat uh from uh, his last uh arc you know sharing about how he wanted to start the podcast and part of it, he talked about the um with his mom passing away and having that you know so there's that so um there's so much emotion that's involved in this stuff and so we, we have to like acknowledge that and really understand the role that that plays in all this all right so will what, what do you got what are your thoughts well, first off, you're a huge step ahead of a lot of other people who never admit that they have problems with money when nearly everyone has problems with money, especially people that think they don't have problems with money. Like it is, uh, we chatted a little bit last night, but money is an incredibly emotional issue that we pretend is not um, because we assign so much other baggage to it with like, oh, my self-worth isn't with money and uh I was just doing a quick uh, search and it's like people will talk more about their weight issues than they will talk about money. And so it's something we never talk about, which makes it so much harder. Um, oh my gosh, I know. And uh, so uh, you had talked about like trying to find a financial advisor, which is a great thing. Um, and the uh, biggest piece of advice there is find someone that is uh uh, works as a fiduciary, which means that they have your interest in mind. And it is like, that is a complete deal breaker if they're not. I don't care how nice they are. See, I have what's, what is that word you just were, used? Fiduciary? Uh, it's a, I've never yeah. heard that word. And it's the word I've been looking for. Yeah. Fiduciary. <laughs> it means that what, the person that's working for you has your interest first. They cannot put, they cannot sell you products that would make them money right. instead of making money. Yeah, like see, it's crazy that not that all financial planners aren't like legally required to be fiduciaries, like because they should be. Yeah, as I was telling you, um, my uh, best friend works as a financial planner, and so I did a lot of the. Uh, I, I helped them build his website, and I did a lot of copy for it. So I got to like read through and figure out a lot of the how the words and I'm like, okay, so what, what do I say here? And he's like, this is like the most important part of my site is say that I'm a fiduciary because it's the most important part for any financial planner. Like for like the trust. And I realized that the reason why, you know, like sticking with my mom for support is the trust is there. Like I know that she You're wants talking about emotional trust or a legal trust. Well, I don't I don't even know the difference. <laughs> right, so, so, I go with, <laughs> but Eric's asking, is it the, the money aspect or the emotional aspect of the trust? When you say trust, then now my brain goes into like my money trust. And I start to go into this whole thing that I don't fully understand. And then I feel like when I reach out for help, this is where the ADHD part comes in is I feel like I need someone to be so patient with me with this stuff that I feel like I'm a burden, even when I'm like hiring, <laughs> even when I'm paying people, you know, like I still feel like I'm asking people to go above and beyond to deal with me. And I know that's not right. And then when you add the money aspect in, it just like is a whole year of like shame. And, and so like actually, well, listening to your podcast made me able to even bring this to the table. 
Um, I said I wasn't going to choke sob through a whole financial mastermind, but here we go. <laughs> and um, literally, like, um, it's taken layers to even really even bring this up, you know? So actually me choke sobbing through the whole thing with you guys, I know that in itself would help because being able to talk about these things has really even given me the place to deal with them because before I just was like, nope, this is not something like, what are you worried about? You know, um, and I'm also very scared. Like what's my biggest fear is that, you know, losing my dad was really hard. I'm in charge of the emotion, like, um, the health part of if something happens to my mom, because my mom knows that emotionally I'm mature. My brother, my younger brother is in charge of the financial decisions. And, when mom dies, it's going to be a really big emotional thing. And I don't think anybody's going to be able to make financial decisions accordingly. Right. And but, so I want anyway. So, so, <laughs> yeah. um, w- my, my wife and I actually just recently started, uh, the, the, uh, process of writing our, our, uh, will and trust. Um, so just for some financial literacy, I, I, uh, hopped onto the Google, uh, a, tr- uh, a trust as a noun uh, is a law or arrangement whereby a person or a trustee holds property as its n- nominal owner for the good of one or more beneficiaries. So it's a legal document that explains what will happen upon death. Okay. And how the, the money should be allocated. So a, a trust is, is part of that, a will, I believe, I think like a, yeah, I'm not sure if those, those words are completely interchangeable, but I, think they're pretty sort of interchangeable and then his name's will so that makes it even more confusing (laughs) maybe emily has some other questions she's a math person Mm -hmm. on the uh the teaching the young minds at the university there's a there's a few comments i have um the first one is is that when you go to a restaurant and you want your meal exactly your way, do you feel guilty about asking that? Um, now, like, currently, um, no, because I feel like I have a better voice, but until about a year ago, yeah. Wow, okay. So that's, I think that is a major thing that you know you should focus on because hell no, when you pay people, that's their job is to be patient with you. I'm not, I mean, people tell me all the time about teaching. Oh, you're so patient. That's my job. If you're not patient and willing to teach someone, then that's the person you don't pay. You move on to the next because that's their job. They're not doing you a favor. Okay. So so when you pay somebody, you're the boss, not them. You're not a burden. You're paying them. (laughs) So, So that's the first nugget. The second nugget is when you said that you've been doing the same thing with your mother over and over and over again, what is that thing that you're saying is, is do is happening? Um, that I am going to try harder and, um, and then I, you know, like I've gone through it with my accountability group, um, revisiting it and, that I, she keeps, my mom thinks I think the same exact way she does. That she, 
she makes me feel that Mm -hmm. it's it's really hard for her to yeah but mom i'm different she's like oh don't feel bad about that but that doesn't mean i don't feel bad about that you know Mm -hmm. like oh your dad said not to worry about this it's like the Mm -hmm. don't don't worry about money but you don't actually have any type of shit. Oh, you, okay. you, you, wrote in, you wrote in your mastermind, and I thought this was very telling, said uh, that there's a lot of source of shame around this and feeling not smart enough to handle or understand it. And everyone around you is treating you like you're not able to understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they're saying you, you don't have any money, but don't worry about money. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't sound to me like the people around you really know that much about money either. <laughs> that's a really interesting point yeah because we're not enough you, to communicate it I, I no no if they if they knew it they could communicate it it's not that hard i, I think that's a really pro- probably a probably a spot-on point maybe you couldn't could, couldn't you ask your mom could he be like so do you get confused by this stuff too uh-huh. be, yeah because if you want to do like baby steps okay let me tell you i come from a family that comes from the third world. They don't play with their finances, right? My parents yeah. and my, most of my families came over here with nothing. And they property owners and stock owners and things like that. Me, on the other hand, not so much. But the fact of the matter is, it starts with, like you said, facing your finances. Do you actually look at your bank account on a regular basis? Yes. That's good. That's yes. a first That's probably step. more than most people. That's a yeah, first step. I- I, I really would like someone that could like kind of just, you know, help me on the micro level and on the macro level. And I like I said, I don't know if there's a term or a person for that. And the trust part is I always I think I go for recommendations from people because it takes out the like EF of my executive function looking on the Internet, which has no trust whatsoever. I feel like everybody just wants to take me for whatever, you know, like a car dealership. And then that part holds me off from doing anything about it, you know, like and my first decision financially is I bought my house here and I made that decision all on my own and my uncle and my cousin are real estate agents here. So it took that part out and made me feel safe to do that. And I realized that was a bigger part in the whole thing than I was understanding. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think that I also, there's this, there's this part of when I've tried to talk to people about my financial situation, they're like, Oh, you know, like people that have known me for a while, like, Oh yeah, Ags, like you're fine. You're fine type of thing. And it really diminishes and minimizes like, I'm also like on my own. I'm not, you know, like I'm 35. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friends are married and like, Mm -hmm. you know, for accountability, I've, I've brought it up to Eric, like, you know, partners are really great for accountability (laughs) and I'm trying to see where I need to support myself and also not have that hold me back from like not feeling good enough for, for other things. And yeah, go for it. Can I ask one more question? Uh I'm going to ask, um, these people that you're asking about your finances, um, are they financial stable as well? Because I don't understand who you're sharing this with. If, if, if these people are coming at you, like, don't worry about it, then you already know those are the people that you shouldn't share that information with. So yeah, I've, 
I haven't been met with compassion. I think over this past, this is, this is where the messy comes into the financial is over the past year, I've been in full obliger rebellion and I've made it so that I can reset things for myself in my life. But like at arc has been a major support system during a time when the people around me don't match what I feel like now. And that's been really hard because I feel like I'm kind of isolating myself and that people just don't understand, but they, but they don't understand. And, and I'm not met with compassion and I try over and over again. And, you know, I think there are two things in the history of human relations that have never, ever worked. One is someone bringing somebody a concern and then responding. Don't worry about it. I don't think the response has ever been, Oh, Thank you. Now my all of my worries are are taken care of. The other is when someone is like flipping pissed off and someone says calm down and they're like, oh, okay, thanks. Oh, right. Like, oh my god, that has never ever worked in the history of human relations. So, right. When and they've always been like, hey, well, I'll sit down and listen to you once you sit down and calm down. <laughs> you know, and you're like, that's never going to happen. I'm fired up <laughs> right, now. Right, right, right. You gaslit me, and now. <laughs> right. So. The, he questioned, so the, your first question and your, your uh, mastermind sheet was, is there someone that you can hire to help me both on the, the micro and macro? Uh, what's the first step of finding them? Um, and then the second was, how, how can I trust these, uh, this person? Um, so I want to, I want to get into that. I want to take a really quick break. Uh, and then when we come back, let's, uh, let's dive right into those questions. We will be right back. Did you miss last week's live Q&A when we had Jessica McCabe from How To ADHD join me and Brendan Mahan from ADHD Essentials? If you're listening to this right now and you're not subscribed on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app, grab your phone and your iPad or whatever device you would use to listen to podcasts, open up that podcast app, search ADHD Rewired and hit subscribe. That way you'll be sure to get the recording of our biggest attended Q&A yet when it hits your podcast feed on October 8th, which is also the date of our next live Q&A. You can join me and Brendan Mahan from ADHD Essentials every second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. It's free to register. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. That's ADHDrewired.com slash events events. We'll see you there. Hey, have you been listening to ADHD Rewired for a while? Do you tell other people about it? Do you talk about it at the dinner table? If you do, become a patron. Your financial support helps me do the things that make all the things that I do possible. Your financial support also can help support you when you give $25 a month or more because your patron perk is you get to join us every fourth Tuesday of the month at 3 p.m. Central for an hour of action coaching in a small group on Zoom. And this September's $25 patron perk is even perkier. I've invited a good friend of mine to help me out with some coaching. And while technically she's not a coach, she is trained as a peer mentor and she runs a little YouTube channel called How To ADHD. You can join me and Jessica McCabe for an hour of coaching on Tuesday, September 24th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 Mountain, 3 Central, 4 Eastern. To become a patron, go to ADHD ADHDrewired.com slash 
Patreon. To become a patron, go to ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. Any pledge amount is appreciated. If you get value from the podcast, from the community, from our live Q&As, and you want to support an ADHD-owned small business, give an amount that makes sense to you, but only if that makes sense to you. If you cannot right now afford to give anything, then please don't and don't even worry about it. If you can, though, help by becoming a patron. You can get cool perks starting at $5 a month and know that your support matters. The website again is ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. That's ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. And thanks. All right. We are back. Um, Aggie, if a, maybe about two or th- three years ago, probably, um, I was in a very similar, um, some, I guess somewhat similar uh, situation where I was recognizing that, okay, I'm building this business. I'm bringing in revenue, but as far as like managing that revenue, being smart about the money, I had not a God given clue what I was doing. Right. Like I was like, okay, I think there's enough money coming in. Like that was my budgeting plan. Right. That's, which is not a smart way to run a business. So yeah, I, like until you get the $25 <laughs> fee for it going over. Yeah. So one of the, the things that I've always done when I'm like, okay, I recognize there's an area, a topic that I need to learn more about. Right. I will like spend a good chunk of a year listening to audiobooks and podcasts specifically on that topic. And I remember um, uh, listening to, to some of these books and like half of the books, I'm like, I really have no idea what they're talking about, but I'm going to stick with it. Right. And after you know, a handful of books, I was like, okay, I think some of this is starting to sort of make sense. Right. And so I had to sort of get, get past that feeling of like, like sitting in like algebra class, sorry, Emily, and being like, I, I tuned out for about three seconds and now I'm completely lost. Um, right. Or so a lot of it is this rep because there's a language of, of finances and there's a language of money and it's super easy to, to be in a conversation and, and you hear one word that you're like, I, I don't understand what that means. And then you just, you're lost. Right. And so I think it's t- approaching it through the learner mind, approaching it of you're going to go into these learning situations and you're going to be confused as hell. Right. Write down what you're confused about. Write down the word that you didn't understand or the concept that you didn't understand and get onto the Google and do some some research you know, on that particular topic. I also, you know, we were we were talking about this recently uh, a day or two ago. We had uh, uh, Marisol did a really great uh, uh, webinar on adult learning um, and. One of the things we talked, she's a biology professor and she was using words that I'm like, I have no idea what you just said. Right. And so one of the, one of the things that I suggested, and this is from my experience in as a college student was when you have concepts that are like kind of confusing to you, Google that concept and then add the term third grade. (laughs) I'm serious because if you could find concepts that, how do you explain fiduciary to a third grader right yeah, like how do you spell that <laughs> right well, totally that's that's where siri comes in we're like how do you spell fiduciary right i use that way more than i you, well, you just yeah. said it so fast you're like fiduciary <laughs> <laughs> so you know understand that there's there's a big learning curve there 
right? And know that the, there's going to be a whole, you're going to be diving into some stuff that you're like, I don't know what this is, but you got to sort of stick with that and explore those, those concepts. You know, there are also financial coaches. Um, that you could find um, that are kind of like mentors in their in the realm of finances. You know, I think whether it's a financial advisor, a therapist, a doctor, like if you don't like them, find someone else. Right. I remember actually sitting down with my very first uh, accountant when I just started my business and I came in there with my live scribe smart pen because I'm like, I'm not going to have an idea what you're talking about. So I'm going to take notes and get me recorded. And, and then they were like, are you recording this? I was like, yeah, because I'm not gonna remember what you're saying. Like, no, we, I need to ask you to stop that. I'm like, okay, I think this meeting is over. And that's, I so said, like, I need to understand and I need to understand the why. And I'm going to ask you questions. And if that's not the way you roll, then I need to find somebody else. And I found somebody else. Right? And it's and it's a pain because it requires, you know, just like you always know, say, you know, finding a good fit for a doctor, finding a good fit for a therapist. It's like, okay, here we go. Executive functions. First step, you know, Fine. Where do I even look? Second step, actually make the call. Third step, actually make the appointment. Fourth step, is this covered by insurance? Can I afford this? Where is this? You know, it's like, and then actually go and not forget and don't be late. And so by the time you actually get there, like your executive functions are already like half empty, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially with like the overwhelm and then you add the emotional component. So I think. when you, when you approach it, you have to, you have to really look at it. It's not just making an appointment with a fiduciary, right? It's not just making an appointment with an advisor. It's like all this other stuff that you have to sort of think about it in terms of this is the scope of this is bigger than I wish it was, you know? So, so yeah, approach it, like take that deep breath, right? (laughs) Okay. Um, in your circle of, of friends, even on your, on social media, do you have people that you can just reach out and see, Hey, who, who of my circle does financial planning? Yeah. Will's um, not single best friend. He's like, my best friend's a financial planner. I was like, is he single? <laughs> right, and Aggie, like, my, my dad, he's a financial planner uh, and did like insurance. And like the only thing I grasped really from him is the importance of saving and compound interest. Like that's the only and that's probably a really big concept is the those those ideas of compound interest because if you oh my gosh saving even it's just like (laughs) because if you understood compound interest you would do everything you can to put everything you weigh as soon as possible like without question right because it's you know it's like well what's what's an extra 50 bucks i'm putting away now it's like it doesn't seem like now but like you're right now you're 35 get to 75 and that compound interest is amazing it's amazing I think yeah. there, there's an Einstein quote that says uh, uh, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And see, with all the updating of things, it's really even harder for my brain to like wrap around and filter through. And so I feel like investing in someone to support me with this or at least something to guide me so that I'm not wasting my time, like researching a bunch of things that like I don't need to know um, sounds really great so i guess my first commitment from the mastermind action plan would be to reach out on maybe the mighty network and facebook and um to my community circle and see if um anyone has anyone they recommend and then are there adhd specific people that can support like yes yeah 
Yes. Okay. So um, one of the things that I think may be helpful is if, if we can maybe help you create almost like a syllabus for yourself of the the content that that would really be helpful for you to consume to really um, build a foundational knowledge um, about this stuff. Um, does, uh, does Schoolhouse Rocks have anything about finances? If they don't, <laughs> this is really how I relearn history. Right. I don't remember. Wait, Emily, Emily's got some. <laughs> Go ahead, Emily. Um, my first, fi- my first um, accountant turned me on to a book called The Women's Guide to Finances, and it's put out by Wall Street Journal. And when you look at the book, it almost looks like a cartoon book. It's not big. Nice. It's very small. It's very simple and to the point. Not overwhelming. I like not it. Not at all. I love this book and you should have it. It's very inexpensive and you can you should have that as a reference with you. I think that would be one of a nice first step too. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, and one other thing. You said you're not working, right? Or are you working? No, I'm not working right now. I'm having health. I'm I'm having some health concerns that I want to sort out before I go back to whatever version of no, work I decide. Totally, I understand. I, I got the. Re- I think references are a great way to get a financial advisor because then yes. you know the, the financial advisor that I had. Well, she was a, an accountant. She was amazing. And all I had to do was like bring a bag and turn it on her desk and she'd do everything for me kind of, but she was the one who gave me that book right away. Awesome. So you felt like you had a solid like reference for some of these things. Um, Eric, did you say there were other resources yes. like a podcast? So that- <laughs> um, I just dropped a link in the chat to uh, uh, ADD and your money, a guide to personal finance for adults with attention deficit disorder by Stephanie Sarkis, who I've had on the podcast before. Um, really, really good, solid book. Um, uh, oh, oh, there's another one. Oh, uh, was, we mentioned this on the podcast before to um, uh, Dave Ramsey's class of um, what. Financial University, I think it's Financial Peace University. Thank you. I'm like I knew I was missing a word. <laughs> Did Marisol do something, a webinar about finances mm. when I was starting ARC? No. Um, and I know I know there's some others. Let me. Uh, let me. I have to rack my brain for a moment. Marisol, now. this doesn't mean you need to go. <laughs> like if you're listening, you don't need to go and do a financial. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't talk her out of it. This would be great. Uh, She's so good. <laughs> all right, uh, Will, what do you got? I was just say I um, also really liked the book, uh, despite its title called "I Will Teach You to Be Rich," which has some like very actionable advice. But like, here is like he doesn't like being like you should do these kind of things. Like he's like, no, these are the financial institutions I like to invest with. Here is why. And he's like, also here's the ones that you should never work with because they are terrible companies. I like that. There was a book by Tony Robbins on finances that, that there's two that was really good. I'm trying to, which ones will, do you remember what it was? I'm looking at my, my audible library right now. Yeah. I have both of my don't, they are all, I will say though, the Tony Robbins ones are very dense like 600 page books that uh can take a while um, is it bad i don't even look at pages anymore i just on audible look how long, how long it's gonna take me <laughs> oh it's uh money masters or money master the game there's there's another one though 
that helped me actually understand that was the book that I understood the power of, of an importance of fiduciaries. Um, uh, the unshakable. Yes. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. As I'm looking through my list, there it is. Unshakable. <laughs> what is it called? Unshakable. Uh, your financial free. And then it cuts off. Uh, <laughs> probably freedom. Freedom playbook guide. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Roxy, do you have a, do you have a resource or something you wanted to ask or share? Um, no, I put a couple things in the chat, but you guys have already mentioned them. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and I know that there are, I mean, you can, there's so many podcasts on financial stuff that, you know, give them, give them a try, read the reviews. Um, and maybe even looking at your local community college, just as like an adult learning course. Yeah. Just to get the basics. I feel like it's taken me a bunch of layers to even get to the the point of, yeah, like um, being able to approach it differently is definitely Mm -hmm. helped because doing like, like I said, deciding that now I'm going to stress out about money is not the way I want to come at it. I just want to know how I can know enough to be confident in decisions and have support around it so that, if something happens, I feel confident or just moving forward, feeling confident. Will? Uh, I was also going to say, I had uh, talked with my friend last night and he said he'd be happy to talk with you too. Um, so I can give you his contact information and he's had to deal with me. So you don't have to be like, Oh, I'm going to ask him something dumb. I've had so many times I'm like, okay, that's, that's great. I get it. But can you tell me one more time in a different way, just to make sure. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, that that really helps. Like, I'm always like, I just need someone as patient as me to explain it to me. (laughs) Oh, I actually I just remember I had someone on the podcast who is a financial advisor who was a member of ARC. Um, Maybe I'll think of their name. I can see their face. She plays guitar. Oh, I think I've listened to it too. I just need to go back and find what episode on the website. And if she's listening, I'm so sorry. I can't remember your name. Uh, <laughs> but, but I know you get it. Emily? Yes. Um, also, um, your bank, whoever you bank with, they tend to have personal finance classes. Um, and the other thing I think uh, that you might want to kind of invest in is, first of all, like, um, like I said, not sharing your financial woes with um, with anybody except for your the people who are dealing with your money, you know. And um, also, um, you will make mistakes. I think a lot of it is you're kind of afraid that you're going to make a mistake. And totally, and prove everyone right. No, 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 no. See, it's not about everybody. It's just about you, first of all. You know. Yeah. And you will make mistakes. That's how you learn. So yeah. you have you kind of have to accept that you will make mistakes, but you're not going to end up in the street. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. And being like, OK, with that is is a part of it, you know, like being OK with admitting to those mistakes and then asking for help, you know, because otherwise it's just one of those things that just goes un. Mm-hmm. And I'll just repeat this one more time. You're not a burden when you're paying someone. Thank you for that reminder. Right. And I think that if you are paying someone and they make you feel like you're a burden, then they're just an asshole. 
Right. Right. Or, or have poor customer service. Or actually, I actually saw, I actually saw a really interesting post, uh, I think it was yesterday on LinkedIn. It said, um, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, um, Uber that, uh, that, you know, messed things up for, for taxis. It was the poor, like, uh, um, uh, like price control. It wasn't, uh, Amazon that put mom and pop businesses like out of business. It was poor customer service. Like, and so it had all these different disruptive technologies and the whole, it kept going to the point of it wasn't the disruptive technology. It was poor customer service. So if you're getting poor customer service, move on. Registration for our fall sessions for ADHD Rewired's coaching and accountability groups is over. Both sessions are now full after only two registration events. Thank you to everyone who signed up. To get notified when registration and dates for our winter sessions are announced, go to coachingrewired.com and click the big purple button. Yes, the button is now purple. It was yellow for our fall sessions and... It's purple for winter. Okay, that was probably an unnecessary over explanation of the color change of the button, but it's new, it's shiny, it's purple, and now you know. Want to make sure you're on the invite list for our winter 2020 registration events? Go to coachingrewired.com and click on the purple button. Again, to learn more, go to coachingrewired.com. Um, I was just thinking that having a mentor, um, having a relationship around finances with somebody who can start to help you feel more positive about it seems really important because you do have so much history around it that feels terrible and negative. It feels like a domino um, maybe is just starting with a relationship with someone that is addressing these finances in a positive way to help you start to have some, some history that feels positive, even in just talking about it. Um, totally. Framing it and not having it just carry such a heavy weight and have a pall. Totally. I need to like counteract the years of like, because it's been this whole, like, just like it, Fruit, come to fruition of relationship with my mom of mom you don't know what's best for me anymore I do <laughs> and I know she's always going to be my mom but like at, like and me saying that and then the actuality of it is this whole other layer and it's it's like not only does she have to let go but I need to step it up and I I'm ready to finally. And that part feels really, really good to be able to even get here. You know, like it's been a while. Hey, I just put another uh, resource, another link in the chat. Um, uh, Chad uh, has these uh, what we know um, handouts. They're like short couple pages. Um, it's in collaboration with uh, the National Resource Center on ADHD, which is part of the, the National Institute of Health. Um, and so they have these short um, sort of fact sheets on this one called Managing Money and ADHD Expenses and Goals. Another one, Managing Money and ADHD uh, Minding Your Debts. There's another one, Saving and, and Spending. There's another one, uh, Money and Money Management Schedule. Um, so the link to that, it's, it's chad.org slash four dash adults slash managing dash money dash ADHD dash ADHD. 
So you're, <laughs> everyone just, I'm just, I'm, I would just put myself in the shoes of the listener listening to myself, and all I'm hearing is wah, 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 wah. <laughs> is Eric serious? He thinks I'm going to remember this? Like, nope. Um, we'll make sure we put it in the show notes, uh, the link for that in the show notes for this episode. So whatever episode this ends up being, just go ADHDrewired.com slash the number that the episode is Uh, right totally um i can't believe it like he didn't look so bad when i was looking at it but as i was saying it i was like oh no that's not happening i followed you until like four before until i started actually like saying it wrong (laughs) so yeah so those are great those those because i think that can also give you kind of an outline of okay here's the things i need to be focusing on right and you don't need to reinvent this wheel you are not the first person who is like, who is an adult who's like, I have no idea how to do this thing. Right. And it's, I think it's great that you are thinking about this now. We, we know that um, adults with ADHD, statistically speaking, are profoundly underprepared for, for retirement. Um, and it's because they always say they're, oh, they'll, they'll take care of it later. Stop thinking you're going to take care of it later. Right. Start putting money away now the younger you are the better it is to start putting money away now go just google um uh, compound interest right do an yeah, image- the one word that Eric does right. for- no i'm serious because it, it will show you this chart that like for the first like 30 years it has like the slow kind of incremental rate like right. visual and then you like 30 to 40 years out and it's like holy cow like you're how big the the uh that sort of snowball effect of savings becomes emily just a small tidbit on um compound int- you know compound interest um it's based on exponentials in math but you don't have to worry about that um what also works on an exponential are epidemics Right. So, you know how epidemics just spread really quickly. First, one person has it go by a month then hundreds of people have it. Then tens of thousands of people have it. That's what happens to your money. Great analogy. (laughs) Epidemic. Yeah, I I went straight to something medical like quarantine, but it it was in the right way. (laughs) Right. Like epidemic. What's another? I mean. There's good and bad ones, right? You know, but no, meaning the word epidemics, not the <laughs> like epidemic itself, growing. but how yeah. it grows. That's what happens to your money. Think about it and like that's a thought. what happens to Aggie. your debt. <laughs> Think about I, it like, When I have a thought, it goes like five different directions. Right, and those five different directions expand to five more different directions and so on and so on, right? Like, that's what it's like. Just, some, like, just about five seconds inside of our brain. That's now what compound interest is like. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like in the morning (laughs) when all those thoughts are just firing off. All right. Well, I really appreciate it, you guys, because literally I knew that just talking about it and bringing light to it would help in some way. And then I knew that you guys had like actual help towards my brain because our brains are more divergent than than some others. There's a a podcast I just remembered. uh, I think it's by NPR. Um, so you two is uh, planet money. Okay. And, um, yeah, Eric knows I just listen to podcasts all the time. So this is really good. Um, and I don't know that one, uh, money girls quick by quick and dirty tips. I know they have, they have other, they're like a whole podcast network. So I would suggest that 
that was something they put out is good. Um, Motley Fool, I've heard, is also very good. Um, I mean, there's there's tons of podcasts out there. There's there's also the YouTube channel, The Financial Diet, that's run by um, two women. And they tend to focus on 20 to 30-year-olds. So that's a really good one, too, that I like. Awesome. I need to find a podcast that's just, like, irreverent and, like, crude and just like <laughs> just to keep my attention because that would be that would be great like puns just non-stop yes, puns yes financial puns Ooh, that would be fun Wait, i feel i feel one's coming uh i lost it i was trying too hard it was like too much pressure <laughs> it would make sense <gasps> there he goes that's great, that's great. <laughs> anyone, can anyone top that I'm just imagining all the people like listening right now, like trying to like trying to hear. They want us to hear what they're screaming at their speakers right now. You can you can tweet me your financial pun. Um, That'll be fun. I'm going to think of like 40 of them in a row as soon as we end this call. And so same with everybody that's listening. (laughs) So is this is this helpful for you? Me? Yes. You are the person in the hot seat. I was like, wait, who? Um, absolutely. This was so helpful. Um, the verbal processing part, the emotional part, and the action planning part. Awesome. You know, another actually book I, uh, that I think would probably be helpful is, um, and I hate the title of these, this, these books, but uh, Money Management for Dummies. Like those like, because they break it down real simple. And if those books are like, they're actually really well-written books. Awesome. Are, Right. Like, and if you have an issue about the title, just get like a fake book cover that you can be like the most <laughs> intelligent money book ever. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> going to do a pun. I thought you were going to do a pun. I, um, <laughs> I think we got the puns covered. I was like, wait, I think I missed it. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for it. It's no, the, like the book cover got the books that oh, <laughs> I have to explain the pun. It is not. <laughs> There's no covers. All right, Eric, here's the uh, the title for the episode. Interested in interest? <gasps> there we go. Let me write that down. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, oh, we'll have this pun in here, or this title and interested. Uh, Will, after Will's in um... interest. I'm writing that down because that'll be good to s- for savings of my memory. <laughs> at... <laughs> after Will's episode, I just kept like, I think, texting you guys are putting it on some string all of the like uh titles that i had for will like will will curb your <laughs> toolbox all these things anyway so um I, before we actually got started with the uh this episode um you we were we were talking about uh some financial stuff around uh around patreon and you're like what the hell is patreon yeah i said Eric, if I'm going to admin for you for a third season, you have to tell me one thing. What the heck does Patreon mean? Or what is it? What does it do? Who are these people? Okay, so Patreon is a is a platform, right? Just like Facebook and Mighty Network and Twitter and all of the platforms. What what Patreon does is it allows independent content creators uh, like like myself, like uh, like Jessica McKay from How to ADHD. She she's on there. She's she's killing it on, on Patreon. Um, and so it basically allows people to contribute financially to them each month. 
right? And so it's a, um, it's sort of like the NPR model where it's like you value what you get. So because they guilt you during their pledge drives, like, okay, I've been listening for long enough. I'm going to give some money. And then you're like, wow, it actually does feel good to give. They said it would. I thought that was just a, you know, a, a, touchy thing, but it actually does feel really good. And then so with patrons, you get these perks at different levels, right? So at like uh, if you give like $5 a month, I'll, I'll post uh, some replays of uh, videos from podcast episodes sometimes before they even come out. Um, at, at a $10 a month level, you can get uh, the re- audio recordings of the coaching group calls that we do for patrons who, and you can be a part of that at $25 a month, right? So there's these different perks you get. So it's sort of like you give because you get value already, but then you also get perks depending on the different level that that you give. So for $100, will you or Patreon show up at my house? For $100? <laughs> um, How many more zeros? <laughs> Think about it. And, Think about and it. he throws in a massage. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to have at least two commas. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> For all the woo woo to be involved. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's, that's what, that's what Patreon is. Um, I know you're not the only one that, uh, that doesn't, doesn't quite get what Patreon is. Um, but you could certainly learn more about it by going, uh, if you're at my website, ADHDRewired.com, you just click on the Patreon tab. Uh, that's at the website. Um, you know, some people, hey, get, Eric? yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you repeat all that? I can't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Patreon.com slash ADHD rewired. Why erred? <laughs> all right. Any of you guys have anything else to add to this? Emily. I think finances are like dieting. We all know what to do. We just need to do it. Mic drop. I mean, that's that was a pretty nice way to close. Right. Will, Will, do you want to do you want to follow that or? Uh... Yeah, I just wanted to reiterate that you really shouldn't feel shame about not understanding finances because it is so hard for so many people. And even when it's explained, you're like, I get it, but I don't. Uh, so it's and totally. just because we don't talk about money, people don't realize that it's a problem that everyone else has. So it's, I know it, it hurts a lot emotionally to like, feel like I just, I don't know. And I feel like I should, it's okay that you don't know. Cause it's something we don't try to explain. Hey, thank you so much for, uh, for bringing this topic and sharing it with, uh, with all the listeners. Um, I hope this helps you and, uh, you have all the, the success and riches in your future, or at least no more late fees. Oh, that's a high expectation. Let's set the bar. Let's do reasonable expectations here. All <laughs> Thanks, right. guys. You bet. This is Eric Tivers. Thank you for listening and congratulations for making it to the end. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. The website is ADHDrewired.com. You can find summaries and additional resources for each episode. You can apply to our free and secret Facebook community. You can learn more about ADHD Rewired's intensive online video-based coaching and accountability groups and sign up for my email 
email newsletter to get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. While you're there, click the Patreon button. If you're a regular listener and you're still listening to my voice, consider making a monthly contribution by becoming a patron through our Patreon page. If you are able to financially support my work, it would mean a lot. This show is free to listeners, but it is not free to produce. And patrons get really cool perks. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Tibbers. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ADHD Rewired. If you're a coach, therapist, or related professional, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash Eric Tibbers. You can also subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube. And you can subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube and see select interviews and some other videos. I've posted podcasts change lives. You can make a difference in someone's life by spreading the word about this podcast. Mention it in your online communities on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or wherever you hang out online. And be sure to share it with your friends and your family and your clients, as well as your coaches, therapists, and doctors. And if you're a coach, therapist, doctor, or ADHD support group leader, and you would like a pack of podcast postcards to hand out, you can request those at my website, ADHDrewired.com. And if you're a member of Chad or any other ADHD support group, please be sure to tell them about this podcast. You can even show them how to download it on their phone. You know, you might be the person that turns somebody on to a podcast for the very first time. And if you really love this episode, please consider hitting share on your podcast player. I'm only one person and I count on you to help me spread the message. One of the biggest things that you can do to support this podcast and to help other people discover it is to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, or any other podcast app that accepts ratings and reviews. And don't forget to hit subscribe on this podcast on your podcast app so new episodes are automatically pushed to your favorite podcast app. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Not sure where to start? In no particular order. Check out Atomic Habits by James Clear, The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk, 10% Happier, and Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. These are both by Dan Harris. Change Your Questions and Change Your Life by Marilee G. Adams. The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Vaden. The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Do you have trouble asking for help? Listen to The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. It's one of the best produced audiobooks I've ever heard. If you're looking for something a little bit more, say, magical, I unexpectedly fell in love with the Harry Potter series. And I don't usually listen to those kinds of books. And I loved it. And of course, if you haven't yet boarded the Brene Brown bus yet, check out Brene Brown's books, starting with The Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, Rising Strong, The Power of Vulnerability. And if you're an entrepreneur or a leader in any capacity, check out her 2018 book, Dare to Lead. And Brene still is my most wanted guest. So if you know Brene, you would be so kind to make that connection for me. I would be really, really grateful. You know who else I would like to have on the show? You. Click the podcast tab at ADHDrewired.com and then click the Be a Guest button at the top of that page and schedule a 15-minute pre-interview. This is Eric Tibbers reminding you to keep learning, keep growing, and keep connecting. 
self-care is not selfish. And no matter what gets done or doesn't get done, at the end of the day, you are still enough. And no matter how hard it feels, we can do hard things. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week.